0: Let's turn our Bibles for so Isaiah chapter 8. I'm going to be reading verses 17 and 18. Am I to wait on the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Who hides his face from the house of Jacob? I will hope in him.
1: Here am I, and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel, from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
0: This has always been a very significant prophetic word concerning our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: I'm not just concerning our Lord Jesus Christ, but it also relates to us. I was saying that it is, this is a significant prophetic passage of the Bible that relates to Christ and our
0: relationship with him. And when we talk about the manifestations of the sons of God, this is one of the foundational scriptures that we must understand. When we are expecting the manifestation of the sons of God,
1: a people among whom God dwells.
0: Hallelujah. This is one of the foundational scriptures. Because wherever the presence of the Lord is, we
1: expect a manifestation. Hallelujah. The presence of the law, where you have an abiding presence of God, we should be expectant of his manifest presence.
0: Amen. When God says, you know, I will live
1: among them, I will be with them, they will be my people, and I will be their God. In such an atmosphere, where where a people have such a covenant, with God and in God, they should expect an expression of God, a manifestation of God. He's talking about, this is from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion.
0: That is the covenant community of God's people. Amen. Now, but
1: in that place, one of the things we have to understand is this. In that prophetic word, look at that verse 18. Here am I, and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel.
0: We are for signs and wonders. Let's turn to Hebrews The book of Hebrews
1: chapter two, there's a verse there that I just want to show us quickly. Uh, Many of us, we know it, but let's just go there. In Hebrews chapter two, talking about, about our relationship with Christ and this passage we have meditated on before, but I'm just going to pick verse 13. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, look at the next word. Here am I and the children whom God has given me. Verse 14, in as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. And then going on, talking about Christ. So the, the first point I want to make here this morning then is this. Com- in the community of God covenant people, Whatever is true of the father, hallelujah, should be true of his children. Hmm. Amen. That's exactly because God likes to dwell in a community and in a community of sons who, we have said, are also gods. I'm just laying a foundation before I run with this this morning, and I'll tell you the topic. But this foundation is very important. So whatever is true
0: of Christ will be true of us. I and the children whom the Lord has given me,
1: I and the children. So we are talking about a covenant relationship here, and that's why when God wanted to create, He said, "Let us make man in our own image and in our own, according to our own likeness, and let them have dominion." So God wants to live in the community of a people just like Himself. So whatever is true of the Father should be true of his sons. That's just the point we are making this morning. And the the manifestation we are talking about then is about the sons of God manifesting the
0: image and the glory of God to the world. If we don't understand this, it will be difficult for us to comprehend what manifestation of sons of God is about. Is this point clear? We might not
1: obviously have seen all of this come to pass in our lives, but it is something we must build our faith in Explained this to us before from first John. Let's go to First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. In first John chapter 4, this is just foundational. All I'm saying now is just to bring us into something quickly. In first John chapter 4,
0: the scripture says here. Um, verse
1: 17. Law has been perfected amongst us in, sorry, in deeds, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. That's the one I'm looking As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. That again further buttresses the point I was making. What is true of him is true of us. What is true of the firstborn son is also true of his brothers and sisters.
0: Amen. And Jesus did not hide this from us.
1: Because whatever was true of his father when he was on earth was true of him. So he simply manifested the image, the likeness, the glory of the father. So all his assignment on earth was to represent the father. And that was his manifestation. So whatever the father was doing, he was doing He wasn't expressing
0: anything outside of the image and the likeness of the Father. And this is what God has called us to. Therefore,
1: pressing on now, if this foundation is clear, we press on now to something. I've said it before, and I've ministered this somewhere else before for those of you who who remember. From this passage alone, we can conclude that the miraculous, the miraculous, the supernatural is our heritage in Christ Jesus. As sons of God, the miraculous is our heritage. The miraculous is for us. Behold, see, I and the children, here am I. I and the children, whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders. Brothers and sisters, the life that we have come into in Christ Jesus, therefore, if truly we have experienced the second birth, It is not just a natural life. We have been called to a supernatural life. That is the point. In the simplest form that I can put it for us. Amen. We are a people called to live not just naturally, but supernaturally. We have not been called to an ordinary life. We have not been called to live just a religious life. In fact, let me amuse you further before I give the topic to this message. We have not actually been called to just live a moral life. <laughs> I know, you know, some would say, what? Yes. Are we then to live immorally? No. But we are not just being called to be moralists. If people follow kind of ethics and maintain some dignity and things like that in the way they behave and things, that is true of us. That should be true of us. But we have not just been called to be moralists. You can be a moralist without having anything to do with Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we must not confuse the the two. I've seen people are moralists. They say, look, all the things you are saying, and you know that man who went to Jesus? He said, look, as for the law, I've kept everything you have just said. And Jesus told him, one thing you lack, Christianity is not about embracing a religion that makes us to have some moral reformation. No, Christianity is a life that translates us from the natural to the supernatural, from the realm of the flesh to the realm of the spirit. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. So our experiences, therefore, cannot just be limited to what is natural to other people. There is something about us. There is something God has reserved for us
0: That is beyond just the natural. And that is where
1: we become signs and we become wonders to those around us. There is something that should distinguish us from others. There is something that should distinctly say, these are different people. It's not just because of our moral code, even though we believe in morals, but beyond that. I said, we are, not, we are not called to be humanists. Even though we care for people and we should continue to care for people and Christianity is about living for the greater good of all. but. You can do all of those without any connection with Christ at all. And this is what you will meet when you really meet people who are committed to religion. They'll say, look, I don't steal, I don't do anything. I support my neighbors, I do everything. Great.
0: Great but you may still not be a child of God at all. Amen.
1: So we must take this discussion beyond that, beyond just some moral reformation. We must take it into the realm that it belongs to, the realm of the supernatural because we are called
0: to live supernaturally, a life that's empowered from above. And that is where our focus should be.
1: So this morning, all I want to speak, talk about in a few minutes is manifesting with power manifesting with power, manifesting with past. God is calling us to arise, to shine. Brothers and sisters, we must see beyond the natural, into the realm of the supernatural.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: And power here, as I'm talking, uh, that I'm talking about, is about bringing the supernatural into the realm of the natural, for the blessing of all. Hallelujah! For the blessing of mankind. For instance, let me just give this example. If political, you know, good political system, let's start from there. He's been able to answer all our questions. What do you need something else for? Let's say science and medicine is been able to answer all the questions of humanity. Are you forgetting what I'm trying to say? What do you need something else for? They are doing their best and we thank God for the grace, the wisdom he has given to men. In all of this area, if our legal system is working perfectly and everything is perfect, what do we need something else for? Why do you think creation will be groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God? What do they need it for? Everyone is satisfied, there's nothing missing, nothing lacking. But you know from experience that that is not the truth. The best of man is still man. The best of human achievement is still with serious limitations. And this is where those who are aware begin to begin to expect, begin to look for something that is beyond the natural. When we have reached our limits in the natural, Are you getting me? Man,
0: in their heart of heart, even those who don't believe God, they expect something to happen from somewhere to bring intervention in their predicaments. You only need to ask people
1: who are in certain situations in life, and they know that even money they have, their wealth cannot solve their problem. No matter what they do, in the depth of their heart, they are expecting something that could change
0: the circumstance that they are in and make them become what they desire in their heart to be.
1: Brothers and sisters, and as we can see in our world today, Our world is going in the direction where mankind cannot meet its own needs, cannot solve its own problem. Are you getting the point I'm making? And this is where the sons of God begins to come in. I say we have tried all we can, humanly speaking. Correct. And we should continue to try as men. But beyond that, there must be something that gives hope to people that even where the natural has stopped, there is something that can still be done. Hallelujah. Whoa. How do you meet someone who
0: who has been literally told
1: that you don't have any more chance of life. If you really want to bring hope to them, you must tell them something beyond what they have been told, which is a fact. Are you getting me? They have been given a fact. The fact of life is that, look, we have done all we could, this is the end of it all. Hallelujah. Mm. What do you bring hope to them? What kind of word will you tell them to give them hope? Just tell me. If you don't have something to answer their questions that go beyond humanity, what do you tell them? You only need to sit down there and just fold your hand and just pity the situation because you, there's nothing you can do. But if we must be voice of hope, if we must give hope to the hopeless, even in situations that has gone beyond man, we must be able to tell something beyond the natural. May God help us to understand this truth in Jesus' name. That is the dimension we are coming from. That is the dimension... God is bringing us into. Our God is great, and he does miracles so great. We have come to a generation that don't believe in miracles anymore,
0: um, at least in, in many places. But...
1: What will distinguish the people of God in the, year, in the days that are ahead of us, in the years that are ahead of us, is the ability to bring divine intervention into the realm of the natural. Bringing the supernatural into the natural. That is the life God wants us to press into. That when all said and done, people can still have hope. In their situations and circumstances, people can still have hope. That's the power we are talking about. We will talk about the source of that power, how it comes about, but we must know that our manifestation has to be with power. How
0: was Jesus declared to be the son of God? How did it happen? Romans chapter one. All I'm doing today is
1: to set the foundation for the next series of teachings we'll be having. And again, I know I'm going to be calling on some of us to contribute to that. In Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one, the scripture has got this to say. I'll read from verse one. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through the prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord. Listen to this: Who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh? He came in the natural. And there will have been nothing to distinguish him from the rest of humanity except for for these. And declared, made manifest, made known, pronounced to be
0: the Son of God with power. Hallelujah! With power. Every child of God must know.
1: And I'm coming to that Ephesians, which one? Which our brother read, Ephesians chapter one, if I can get there today. So with power, being pronounced son of God was not just because he lived a decent life, which he did. It was not just because he goes around, he cares for people, you know, the way other people will do. No, he did beyond that. He did all of those affect people with food, didn't he? when they were hungry he fed people with food he provided for people but not just in the way people would do it there is something about that that distinguishes him from the rest of the people who could have done exact who, who could have provided food for people he did it in a way that truly confirm that this cannot just be an ordinary man. This is truly the son of God. He said, with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Of course, the greatest power God has ever demonstrated on the earth was the power that raised him from the dead. Amen. But do you know what? Our brother read from Ephesians chapter one that same power which is at work where in us. If that power that resting from the dead, that power with which he operated on the earth is inside of us. How then can we be made known? as sons of God, without the experience and the manifestation of that power. The first challenge for us is for all of us to experience that power and express that power. It's about experiencing and expressing. You experience it for yourself and you express it to others for the good of
0: mankind. Hallelujah.
1: If we all live at the realm of every other person with nothing different, with no experience of divine intervention in any aspect of our lives, that people can say only, it, could take, it could have only take, taken
0: God to, to achieve this, then we are ordinary people. We just operate by laws. You are just lucky. No. It's, it's beyond that. We must come to the realm where people hash up and say, there's something different here. This
1: could only have been by God, not by man. You remember when Moses was going to to show the nature of God and manifest the glory of God in these days, as God to Pharaoh? What did the magician say? This one can only be the finger of God. It it went beyond the realm they were used to. Brothers and sisters, for us to manifest, we must yearn for an experience, an encounter with the divine, a spiritual experience that takes us beyond, over and beyond what is just general to all. Something that will say, yes, This God must be real. The God you are talking about truly is God. In the day of the manifestation of Elijah, he called all the prophets, said, do whatever you can. The God who answers by fire today. Let's declare God. We are going to get to that realm, brothers and sisters, and let's prepare our mind and yearn for it. We're the life we have been called to live will display and
0: manifest the glory of God. Amen. I'm
1: simply saying, if we must manifest as God's children, there must be a desire in our hearts for an experience or for experiences In the supernatural. But do you know what? This is not just for our own benefit. This is to be a blessing to humanity, to creation. Hallelujah. Do you know that even the devil believed that for you to declare yourself to be a son of God, you must operate from the realm of the supernatural? Do you do you do you believe that? Do you know that? Okay, maybe there I'm going to conclude this morning then. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it seems you are thinking, is that can that really be true? Luke chapter 4. And that's where I'm going to close. Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, in the temptation of Jesus Christ. Christ Look at the question the devil was asking him from verse two. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. To claim to be the son of God, you must move in the supernatural. Command these stone to become bread. That's supernatural act, isn't it? But Jesus, said, but Jesus answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Let me quickly say this. In our quest for the power of God, for us to manifest the power of God in our life, one of the things we must deal with it, we must address quickly is this. The manifestation with power must not be for self-gratification. We must defeat that tendency. Oh, I want the power of God just for yourself, to satisfy your own self, you lost, you're, No, when you want to see God's intervention, you, you are, you, it's not about you know, self-gratification. Amen. It must go beyond that. Look at the next one. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomsoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, they will be yours. Can you see that?
0: Again, what was he trying to, what was he trying to tell him?
1: The power of God we are talking about and Jesus again declined that. Why? The power of God we are talking about in terms of manifestation is not for self-aggrandizement. Aggrandizement. It's not. And those are the tendencies that we have in our time, and that's why we don't see ourselves moving in the power of God, because it's for self-aggrandizement. Because we want to use it to acquire, to make, you know, and acquire, and acquire just for ourselves, not, for the, not the, for the profit of all, not for the blessing of all. When we are liberated from these temptations that are natural
0: to men, we begin to move in the realm of the supernatural. Look at the last one. And Jesus
1: answered and said to him, okay, um, then he brought him to, the, to Jerusalem and set him, on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, can you see the contention? Show yourself by throwing yourself down from here. Hallelujah. Again, what is that? Self-glorification. The power of God manifesting in the power of God. It's not about self-glorification. We must always have the higher purposes of God in mind. We will be blessed, but it is always meant for the blessing of humanity, for the blessing of creation. He said, let your good work, let, you know, let your light so shine that men may see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven, not just to ask ourselves. When the church becomes self-centered and what we are doing is to show that you know, we can do miracles and things like that, just to promote our name and things like that, then we don't see it. We double into something else. May the Lord restore our passion for the life of the supernatural, for the blessing of all, in Jesus' name. God bless you.
0: Bow down her head as we pray. Just talk to God. Talk to God. There is a
1: power that is at work in us. The mighty power with which Jesus has been raised from the dead. We will talk more about that Paul called it in that romance one where he said the spirit of holiness, or what we call the Holy Spirit, exactly the same. There's something inside of us that we need to bring out, because it, it expresses who God is to mankind. It proves who God is to mankind. And we cannot have breakthrough in this day of advanced technology and so on without working in the realm that goes beyond human limitation. Man will always be man. No matter how brilliant we are, we will always be man. And there is a limitation for all men. No matter how good, no matter how advanced we think we are, it is that realm that the heart of men yearn for where there is a divine intervention in the face of human failure and limitations, Pray that you, we will move in that, you will move in that. It's a realm for all. It's not a realm for one, it's a realm for all. Here am I. And the children whom the Lord has given me, the children, not just limited to one or two. We are for signs and wonders. May the Lord help us.
0: In Jesus' name, have a blessed day and a blessed week.